production and audio editing brought to you by Richard Borger with Meraki Recordings. Then I asked my doctor what's happened. He said, Yuna, there's a very bad news to you. I said, what happened? We cannot do the surgery because your platelet drops so low. I never seen this case before. Yunnan Yang, founder of Pepper Twins, specializes in Chinese cuisine from the Sichuan region. Achieving great popularity after their initial location opened in Montrose, they are now working on their sixth location. With all of this success, it's hard to believe she wasn't always planning on becoming a chef or restaurant owner. Yunnan began her career as an accomplished researcher that was turned to cooking after a series of unexpected life events. Yunnan's career jump led to a multitude of issues with her parents and a long journey of discovery and management and growth. This is a story that may sound familiar to many and reminds us that regardless of where we come from, we aren't all that different after all. Stay with us as we discover the culture of the Sichuanese. Welcome to Culture and Cuisine, the podcast, where we are increasing cultural awareness and empathy within the Houston community through conversations with restaurants from different cultural backgrounds. And with these conversations, we can see through to the shared humanity within us all and begin to realize that we're all out there trying to find happiness, success, and survive. And just like cuisine, we all do it a little differently based on how we were raised. I'm your host, Casey Hirschman. Today, we're with Yunnan Yang, founder of Pepper Twins. Hi, I'm Yunnan. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Matt. It's my honor to be invited by the Couch and the Cuisine to share our Pepper Twins story with our guests. And my in-the-field co-host, Matt Kanowski. I'm Matt Kanowski. Coming to you from her newest Pepper Twins location in Pearland, Yunnan begins by sharing her initial career and how she got to Houston. Um, for me, I, I did five years cancer research at Wisconsin Medicine. I'm a big fan for the Badger. And uh, that's a beautiful five years in my life. I mean, I published 27 papers, have the scientific citation more than 3,000 uh, times. And, but at 2015, I bring my family and move to Houston because I heard Houston a little similar like my hometown in the southwest of China. Every day is moisture, every day is humid, <laughs> yeah. and very hot in the summer. But my hometown, very cold in the winter. That's a little bit different. After graduating, Yunnan went straight into imaging research for cancer diagnosis. After her second year of research, Yunnan made a startling discovery about her health. I think he's many sensitive on those chemical and the radioactive thing. I start to bleeding every day. So until I lose two babies, I made my, my family discuss with me, maybe you are not good fit for your job. But in 2012, I got a grant from Department of Defense, supported me half a million to the breast cancer research. I can't just give up. My supervisor also encouraged me, you know, no matter what you met, we should hold on to try, try to finish the project at least, because it's not easy for people. Only 0.7% people can get that grant. So then I fly back, I, I was 
I was pregnant after losing two babies. Then I fly back to China, lay on the couch five months, let my body get recovered from bleeding. Then I have my daughter. After she um, six months, I fly back to medicine to finish my project. But another after another half half year, I bleeding again. So all my family, also me, I think the bleeding is connected with my job. Just because me, I'm not a good one to fit the research, the 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 research, the research work. Uh, another year, my husband before my husband sent to Africa to the volunteer as a, to help the Ebola virus. He he was a doctor too, help the um, Liberia people set up a hospital and help them. I pregnant again, but I still bleeding. I have to lay on the bed three months, another three months, let my lab mates help me finish my job. Then I got one month earlier uh, water broken. I, at midnight, my father-in-law drove my car to the hospital. He forgot how to, how to drive almost five years. I encouraged him, you can be their dad. It's midnight, no car on the, on the street. Then, I think it's October, very cold in Wisconsin. Almost uh, like the winter in Houston now. It's very north of the United States. We spent uh, seven minutes. Even in, on the way to the hospital, we met a, a police car. We say hi to them. They stop our car, say how's everything. We said, okay, I'm water broken. He just just go, just go fast. Don't worry about me. Then we drove to the hospital. All my doctors and the nurses waiting in the gate and giving me chair because all my body got wet by the by the water broken. They helped me go to the surgery room, do the preparation. They said, you know, just hold on 10 minutes, so we will test your blood first. After seven minutes, almost to 10 minutes, they came back. All the people standing in front of my bed, also my father-in-law, they, they watched me very weird, very sad. Then I asked my doctor, what's happened? He said, you know, there's a very bad news to you. I said, what happened? We cannot do the surgery because your blood lead drops so low. I never seen this case before. Even some people have pregnant, they will have low blood lead. That's for natural, but we can do the surgery. But yours, close to zero. If we do the surgery, you will die. If we don't do the surgery, your baby will die. So we want to make a, write a last word to let us know who should we pick up first, you and your baby. Ah, I was very, very sad. My father-in-law asked me, what's happened? He can't, he can't understand English. I said, okay, it's okay. They just let me wait a couple of minutes because I don't want my parents to worry about me. I want to cry, but I said, I can't, I can't. Because once you cry, you are depressed. Maybe not good for surgery. I told my doctor, I'm a scientist. I also, I'm a doctor too in China. I know you will try your best to help me. I know you will. You know, I can't make a decision. Let God to choose what we're gonna do. You just try your best, do the right uh, routine work to help me. Then that some of the nurses cried, but also they sent me to the surgery room. They got, they gave me one one gallon of blood, dollar blood to help me. We spent three to four hours on the in the surgery room, but my baby come out in the first hour. Longer time than my first baby in China when I do the surgery, maybe three times longer. Anyway, 
They said, you know, congratulations, you finally we grab you back. You're gladly to too low. I never say this before. Then after my baby born, I went back to my research work. After six months, I went to my supervisor's room. I discussed with him. Maybe I'm not very good to fit the research. My body is very sensitive. I will change to doing something. He said, you're already MD, PhD, you're a scientist. You have a very good background to the research. You, you are applying the grant. Maybe you will get a grant next year because you already have good records. I told him, yeah, lifetime is very long for every people. I spent the 29 years in university, in school. Right now, I'm almost half of my life in research. I really want to do something different. If I failed, give me two years. I will go back to China because my family in China is very good. I can very easily find a job. Okay, my supervisor said that I will feel very sorry about your career change. If you already made your decision, you just go. I will wrap up your project. Then I bring my family to Houston 2015, running my first restaurant. Yunnan opened her initial location, formerly known as Cooking Girl, in Montrose on West Gray Street. Only one year later, she opened her second location in River Oaks. She discusses that decision and her continued success with us. Before we open it, I don't know what's in River Oaks for us. I'm not familiar with Houston, just my friend told me that's a good location you try. When we go to River Oaks, it got a huge successful. All the weekend crowd, the weekday is also busy. We spent another year, one year and a half. Another year we found our third location at Kirby. Also Kirby is a huge space, double than my other restaurant. So because we met some good guests, they, they remind us, Yuna, if you want to bring the people the good food, you should give them a good place. So you can challenge yourself, find a better location. I mean, more space that people can join, enjoy the meal. So we take the Kirby location as a test to try. And after three months, it's really, really busy. Become the, one of my most business restaurant in Houston. After that one, we think a good restaurant is also at the same time have delicious food will be double win to help you to become successful. Then we open Katie, we find the same style of restaurant, second generation and do our style. I like drawing, I like picking on food. I want to share all my this opinion to share with my guests. If you Sometimes if you want to do something, uh, do some your hobbies, you can do after your work. I want to tell people I did, and they're very enjoying those work too. So as I mentioned to you, we will open our number six at the city center. The director leaving behind our second restaurant, River Oaks. So you got more invitation, you got more chance. That's because you did many work before. They like our food at River Oaks. They order food three times every week. They told me when we, when we, when we talk about our contract, you know, I found your food is totally different because I used to orange chicken, orange beef, some American style Chinese food, but your style bring me a new world. 
Some, some food may be challenging to you, but I spend the time to figure out how you love your food. So we really honestly invite you to go to city center at Memorial at January. And uh, we are a little busy, so I said no, because I don't family with the Memorial area. February, they keep sending people talk with us until March. My husband and I, we went to Memorial City Center the whole week, from Monday to Sunday, to watch their business, to watch their, how they organize this plaza, this uh, business center. I found that's a good location. So we made our decision. We will have our number six restaurant at Memorial City Center. Yunnan shares some of the initial struggles she faced when transitioning careers and the lessons she's learned since. The first six months really messed up. I cook in a restaurant three months. Every week, I, I don't have any day to rest because I don't know how to organize them, how to organize the kitchen staff. You need to order food. If you want your food fresh, you need to every other day. How to keep things, how to follow the city rule, I all learning is new one. But for the people, I also learning how to manage them, make them, because they are totally different from the people in the university. If the students go to university, they will not quit in a couple of days. They will finish their uh, study a couple of years. So it's a new project to me and also to my husband. We discussed, we considered what's the best way. But after six months, we find the same common on the management. I believe management is the number one most important thing in a restaurant. They give people your pre pre present people the same time that it is a food, then you are successful. So let's, let's transition a little bit more to the cuisine that you specialize in, Sichuan cuisine. So one of the more renowned flavors is the mala flavor, that spicy and tingly, tingly flavor. So can, um, can you share with us a little bit more about kind of what makes those flavors special and maybe some things outside of that that mala flavor that are very unique to Sichuan cooking and some of the ingredients that go into it and the, the history behind that maybe. Mala in Chinese means ma, ma means tingling, la means spicy. Our restaurant name is Pepper Twins. We have a very famous dish, the name is Pepper Twins Chicken. In China, that dish, they will put half plates of pepper, half plates of uh, peppercorn. So if you, that day you craving for the mala food, that dish will totally match what you want. So only one dish can take over all your uh, tires the whole day. So that's the people craving for that food. Then we just pick the first two words. It's pepper twins. Pepper twins also, I think the pepper and the peppercorn like twins. One boy, one girl, because they are looks not the similar. They are peppercorn actually is not a pepper. It's, um, it's another kind of vegetable. So we choose the two names, use our knowledge because the Chinese is different from, from English. I choose pepper twin. Also my kids, one, one boy, one daughter, they like mala food from since two years old. They, I will always bring home the pepper twin chicken and wash in the water, let them, they eat very happy. So I put my kids' the heads as a logo. That's how, how the pepper twin comes from. In recent years, there's been a food movement in the U.S. towards understanding the innate nutrition and medicinal properties of our natural foods. 
The Sichuan people have long recognized that their coarse spice, peppercorn, goes beyond making unique, delicious dishes. Yunnan discusses some of the recognized health benefits associated with their spices. We have 5,000 years of history to show peppercorn is very good for the skin and joint problem. Also, right now, after the modern people, the hospital, they can do research. They found the peppercorn ingredients can anti oxygen, can anti couple. Some of these is very good, including some kind of cancer too. So we just take that flavor into our food because that's very little amount in your life, in your time, every day's meal. Very good for the body. Especially my husband's example. Chinese the traditional medicine are different from Western scientific medicine. In United States, we do the research, tell people, use the data, tell people this is good, not is not. But the old 5,000 years ago, the Chinese, the traditional medicine, used the natural everything, natural tree, natural leaf, natural root, to save people's life. So some of them come to come into food. Peppercorn is one kind of ingredients. They can go to do the surgery. They can use as a medicine. They can also take the flavor in your food to help you like a supplemental, daily supplemental. Like we have vitamin D, vitamin C every day. Olympia similar in my hometown. In Chinese, the traditional medicine, we have a body. We can describe our body cold inside or hot inside, or wet inside or dry inside. My husband's body is wet inside. He very easy to sweat with. So by the, once he take the peppercorn in the food, he, he won't sweat every day, sweat, sweat in the moment. I don't know what's happening. We can only explain by all the Chinese traditional medicine. So okay, his body is wet, wet, wet. Very good with this flavor of food. Also, some people, they have the joint problem. They, uh, they stay too longer in the moisture, the circumstances. They were very good for have this food. If you live in the north of China, very north, the weather very, very dry. So our food cannot match. Our food will make them more drier, more hot. So it's not good for the body. I mean, our food style come from where we live. How's our, the, how's our the city come from? Because the weather bring to us. You've had such transition in your life between careers, you've lived in all these different places. And we were kind of curious, you know, how has that altered your perception of maybe your own culture and then other cultures? So, you know, you've um, gotten more in touch with Sichuan cuisine, like maybe what that's uncovered for you and your culture and history and tradition, and then all the different clientele you've had in your various restaurants and the different people you've worked with through the different industries, maybe you know how your thoughts have changed, what you've learned. Okay, when I first here get to the United States, for me it's really hard to find the authentic of my hometown restaurant because I really miss my hometown, miss my family, but the food is one kind of thing can remind you, can make you feel better, can make you feel the love still here. Then in China, if I go back to China, before I moved to United States, 
it's not easy to find authentic other countries' food. They were, I mean, Chinese style. If, but if we went, if we went to the McDonald's, uh, KFC, some, some other maybe Indian restaurant, maybe Italian restaurant, we need people to tell us this is a very good restaurant. They are authentic, uh, which country food. So we were happy to try because we don't like the Chinese style because the original food should keep the original style. That's my opinion. So in, in the United States, I hope I can print the people, the authentic of my hometown food, what they look like. They, they can understand why their people miss their food because food can bring some memories, something different. How does that importance on being able to share that aspect of where you grew up translate into, say, your, your family and your relationship with, with community? Do you uh, continue to share things that you grew up with in Sichuan province and um, share things that you grew up with, with your family and things that you held important traditions that you had? Actually, in China, my husband originally is born another province. He moved to my hometown when he was two years old. He usually don't touch spicy food. But when they live in my hometown, they found the weather will make you craving for this kind of food. Because your body needs some warmer, need a warmer, need, a, need a more hot to keep fighting with the cold, keep fighting with the moisture. So I think people change. Here, sometimes the weather changes too. People, if they are tired of trying their own food, their, their style of food, they try other people's food, it can bring something different. When I first introduced my neighbor, he's the CEO of an IT company, and I told him, the pepper twins taking one of them is my favorite dish, also popular in my restaurant. He said, what's that for? I said, a little bit spicy. He said, I can handle spicy food, very spicy, don't worry about me. Then, I ordered the pepper twins chicken to him. He tried. He said, what's this food? I don't like it. Then he picked up two or three, three and five. They keep all the food into a container. He said, I will bring back to my wife. Maybe she like, you know, be honest, I really don't like it. Can I have orange chicken? Then I ordered the orange chicken to him. But another week, his wife told him, the food is delicious. I really like the flavor. Then he ordered another one, just eat very small part of the food, then bring restaurant to his wife. After one month, he's at the airport, give me a phone call. 15 minutes, I'll be the restaurant pick up pepper tree chicken. I said, what happened? You changed, Greg? He said, yes, I love pepper tree chicken. <laughs> Last year, his family moved to Louisiana, and at Christmas, he gave me a phone call. You don't do you know what's the best Christmas gift to me. If you can FedEx me some pepper twin chicken. If you can't, you can you can ship me some peppercorn okay instead. <laughs> That's it. I found people really changed. Once they tried your food, they can't stand why you make this food. Why where the Chinese make it so spicy and tinkling food? Finally, they love it. Yeah. So it's a good communication with the people letting them know different culture to create the different caricature of the country's people.
we were discussing this before, not sure if we got it on the podcast, but your goal of opening over 200 Pepper Twins locations. So maybe maybe you can open one in Louisiana for him. <laughs> yes, I will try. Yeah. But with the time on, I just found that the, it's not easy to expand the restaurant. You have many things you need to do. Anyway, we will, we will do the best job of our country restaurant and find a chance to run in other restaurants in other states. Just try our best. I'm waiting for the chance. So I think I have one more question. Um, and then you can, you know, if you have anything else, but what are you, what are your parents say now that you're seeing so much success and they, <laughs> they didn't like it at they first. They said, okay, you choose what you want. <laughs> we, we don't worry about you. Also, you don't cry for us if you failed. That's fine. <laughs> I, I think they support me now. They're happy. Yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> I guess I, I don't have a question so much as I, I think that, that what you just shared was a really awesome testament to, um, you know, people's, people can change, people's perceptions can change when we have conversations and when uh, we take the time to learn and to experience one another, you know, and I think that that's such a great, great story. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for taking the time to be with us and uh, I guess hopefully everyone comes and tries out your food because it is sure. so thank delicious. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Production and audio editing brought to you by Richard Borger with Meraki Recordings.